Isaiah 7, 10 through 17. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as shale or as high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Jeremy, we have a new voice in the chair. I noticed. The beautiful voice of Billy Bean, a.k.a. Bean Dog. Bean Dog. <laughs> new missions building. pastor. Um, Bean, great to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah. excited. All right, so um, we were just joking that Bean is joining for the, the you know, we, we took care of all the heavy lifting passages, and he's coming in for the sign of Emmanuel. And, um, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah. But it actually, this is one of those passages that, you know, you kind of see it like crocheted on a Christmas pillow, and it's like, oh, that's like the most Christmassy verse ever. But then when you read it, like more in context, it's like, oh, that's actually like kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mm-hmm. complicated. And there's like curds of, or he shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this talk about deserting lands and all this. So I think it's actually probably a, a more interesting passage than we tend to give it credit. What are y'all's thoughts on what's going on here and how it uh, plays into the great biblical narrative waiting for a savior? Mm-hmm. Well, Ahaz, interesting guy. Yep. Um, you know, the Lord tells him to ask a sign and Ahaz says no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's good to say no to God. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting how verse 17 ends uh, the Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as have not come since the day of Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. And so Assyria was like super bad, like a very, just a very terrifying, terrible conquering. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely don't, uh, you definitely don't want them to like conquer you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, they just have done, they do unspeakable evils. And so, there's this, there's this interesting thing on both sides of this little promise about a, an Emmanuel, a, a son, a, de, a deliverance, and a salvation, and I think that that just expands the the passage a little bit. Like you were saying, like the context is a little, you know, weird or strange. Maybe dark is a good way of 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 saying it. And Will Kinds spoke to this passage as well in that Advent class of of how this is a picture of God's light breaking into some serious darkness and um and it'll you know the darkness is not totally alleviated yeah yet for god's people even in this little promise of this salvation so yeah i mean sort of the surrounding context is uh is is really interesting because you have king ahaz um and he's really i mean if you were to read the the passages before he's filled with all this fear because he 
he sees these kingdoms uniting. He sees Syria and, and the northern kingdom of Israel uniting, and he's filled with fear of men, fear of fear of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see here in verse 10, God says uh, to Ahaz, graciously, um, ask, ask a sign of the Lord, mm-hmm. like, do this. Mm-hmm. And implying, like, I, I'll give you a sign that is favorable. Mm-hmm. But Ahaz, like you, like you said, Jeremy, he says, he says uh, out of fear, like, I'm not going to ask mm-hmm. you for a sign. And that is not the, that's not mm-hmm. the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm curious too, um, like, is this sign, um, is this sign ultimately in this passage, we think, oh, the sign is Emmanuel. This is a good thing. Like, is this sign in this passage ultimately uh, pointing to, are we, are we just looking at Jesus here? Is this sign pointing to this darkness, this, this condemnation, this punishment uh, that is going to come because Ahaz is not trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Isaiah, the the Messiah is a very interesting figure, and um, you know, obviously Isaiah fifty three is quoted a lot. He shall be, you know, bruised for our transgressions, mm-hmm. crushed for our iniquities, and you know, I think I had have always had, you know, especially growing up this thought of like, how did, you know, everybody not recognize that like Jesus was the Messiah? Like, it's like Mm. so obvious, but we, we are given, you know, this very multifaceted, like, I guess, promise of the Messiah. He is sometimes presented as a man of war, sometimes a prince of peace, sometimes as, you know, a humble sacrifice, like sacrificial lamb. And through all of it, God is creating a very complex, uh, you know, mosaic, mm-hmm. as I kind of said yesterday, that ultimately is fulfilled in Jesus. And, you know, yeah, so I, I guess to your question, he is addressing Ahaz like in basically what is sort of like resistance and, and unbelief mm-hmm. or, you yeah. know, an unhealthy fear of God. And I think what's interesting is there's both this promise uh, of destruction and of God dwelling with man. Mm-hmm. And that is rings so true throughout all of the prophetic books is, you know, the world as you know, it will not remain that way. Like God will bring judgment on his people. He will bring judgment on surrounding nations and out of the ashes, he will bring redemption. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we see when Christ comes. Like Israel is, you know, under the, Roman Empire and you know it, it's a huge political mess and that is the climate that mm. Emmanuel is born into mm-hmm. yeah I think you're right just what y'all are saying like the initially this sign is like a in almost like a sign of bad news mm-hmm. in a sense um, but it's like this bad news with the God with us in the middle of it and it kind of connects with in chapter 8 Verse 13, but the Lord of hosts, him you shall honor as holy. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I think what we're seeing with Ahaz is a lack of fearing the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's fearing lots of other things, but he's, he's not, re- he's, he's fearing the Lord in a sense, but in, in a wrong sense. Yeah. The Lord is not his dread where it's like, you know, it's, I'm totally trusting in your word and the might Mm. and dread of it (laughs) yeah um that you'll be with us in the midst of this conquering by a terrible kingdom Mm -hmm. and 
And yeah, I mean, that's, and the church has gone through that a lot. I mean, there's been lots of persecutions and, and, uh, and troubles and difficulties and trials for the church. I mean, that's a lot of what the New Testament is talking about post resurrection and ascension of Jesus for Mm -hmm. the church, but God is with them in the midst of that. And, and the call is to fear the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I think that's a big part of what we should, uh, I think in a sense be meditating on in the midst Mm -hmm. of Advent is like, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Am I fearing the Lord? Um, am I, am I trusting in his word and in his judgments? Um, Mm -hmm. I think Advent should call us to that as well. Yeah, I, I love to your point about Ahaz. This is from Matthew Henry's concise commentary talking about this moment with Ahaz because it is kind of confusing. It sounds like Ahaz actually has, you know, he says, I'm not going to put the Lord to the test. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, especially in light of the temptation of Christ, it's like, oh, he did the right thing. But mm. then it's like, wait, he did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good and, and helpful explanation. Uh, Henry says, Secret disaffection, so, you know, secret coldness to God is often disguised with the color of respect Mm. to him. Mm. And those who are resolved that they will not trust God, yet pretend they will not tempt him. Mm -hmm. And so that's Mm. what we see going on here. The prophet Isaiah reproved Ahaz and his court for the little value that they had for divine revelation. Mm. Nothing is more grievous to God than distrust but the unbelief of man shall not make the promise of God no effect. The Lord himself shall give a sign. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a tricky passage, but I think what we can see is despite unbelief and despite the disaffection, Mm -hmm. as Henry says, of the king of Israel, God is still giving a sign, giving a promise that he's working through the faithlessness of Israel. That's good. Yeah, and I think that that sign of, of Emmanuel, this salvation that comes, is to come. Uh, wrapped up in that sign is also a season of, of judgment, and we can see that in this passage mm-hmm. that you know Ahaz's answer to God is ultimately a faithless answer. I'm not going to put you to test, mm-hmm. even though God said, "Like I'm going to give you a sign if you ask if you ask one for me." Um, and it's a faithless answer ultimately, and we see that the Lord ultimately brings judgment to Israel. And actually Ahaz ends up summoning the Assyrians to help him Mm -hmm. uh, against these Northern, this alliance that's about to take place. Uh, And so, yeah, this, it's easy to look at this passage and kind of look for the brightness, but there's really a lot of gloom here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's quite dark. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's a good, just maybe word to land is we, when let the word of the Lord come to you and kind of expose the darkness mm-hmm. and expose your darkness and that there's salvation there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't, don't fear the shame. Don't fear the exposure. Don't fear guilt or anything. Fear mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. receive his word and trust him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the call. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, tomorrow we're going to be in Isaiah nine, looking at another often quoted mm-hmm. Advent passage that, has a little more doom and gloom than we're comfortable with. So we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> in the in the gloomy awaiting of a savior yeah. for uh, for Jeremy Brooks and Billy Bean. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.